Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Merry Christmas. Great show you have here. Welcome to the Bob and Sherry Show with Bob. I'm like Santa Claus. We're both giving. We're both jolly. We both work very hard one day a year. And Sherry. Ooh, is that fruitcake? Oh, I love fruitcake. And now warming themselves by the Bob and Sherry Holiday Studio Fire, it's Bob and Sherry. Happy Monday. We are now officially two weeks away from Christmas Day. Two, two weeks away. This this Thursday night, we're having our annual Bob and Sherry Christmas tree lighting happy hour, 7 o'clock Eastern on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page because we are creeping ever closer to the holiday. And I, my youngest, I had said, honey, you haven't told me anything that you want for Christmas. So she was like, well, I'll send you a list. Um, all the things that Karamia wants for Christmas come from Etsy, which is great. I love that she's, you know, supporting the small creator community and all that. Um, the time to order your Christmas presents from Etsy is not now, when they haven't yet been made, much less shipped. So we're going to see how yeah. that we're going to see how that goes. But I wanted to uh, kick off the day and the week. We got the most amazing message, and it just. Um, Max played it for me and it just, man, this is, this is an awesome human. And I think this is going to start your week off right too. Let's listen. Good morning. So as I catch up on the podcast and um, I'm hearing about uh, people who are lazy and Bob is just don't understand those type of people. And I am lazy. I own it. I have good work ethic though. You know, I work at the post office. So I get job done, I, I do my job but nine to five, and then I go on home and I could drink me a glass of wine, I'm gonna relax. Um, I am lazy. But I'm over here with a pure heart though. I sure am. And um I, I'm raising my sister three kids. That's the reason I didn't want kids, is because I'm lazy and the things that I would want for them, you know, going to sports and uh uh finding the best schools. I know I do not want to do all of that, but I'm over here raising three kids of my sisters and I love them to death. They have given me purpose, but I'm still lazy with the pure heart. Love you guys. I love her. I don't know. I don't know how you can say that you're lazy when you're raising your sister's children, but I love her. I love her energy. I love her voice. I love the way she says, I'm coming home. I'm having a glass of wine, but my heart is pure. I just love her. (laughs) How could you not like that woman? How could you not? Oh, I, I mean, there, 
you know, the, the pure of heart thing I, I put a smile on my face. But then she said, I get out of the post office. Woo, I got to have a glass of wine. Sister, I bet you do, <laughs> especially this time of the year. Oh, yeah. You know what I really, because um, I've been thinking about it since Max played it for me. She said, um, I didn't want to have kids because I knew that all the things I'd want them to do, like sports, I wouldn't want to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Mama, you know, your self-awareness and your honesty and your, like, just facts. Like, if more of us could just be honest with ourselves about what it is in life we are willing to do and not do. If we could just That's very be true. honest. But you like know I'm what the super... cosmic joke is with her? She ended up raising three kids for her sister. Anyway, yeah. We don't, we don't know why. It could be a myriad of reasons, but uh, she did it anyway. And, and, and she did not complain about doing that. Did you notice that? Nope. Because her, her heart her is heart pure. Her heart is pure. Her heart is pure. Yeah. We, we did that thing on the show last week, how to tell you have a pure heart. And it was, there there were like 20 signs and all of them had to do with being empathetic and compassionate and decent and generous and like all the stuff that we all want to be, we all aspire to be, but she is like, she's all of those things. And like, I'm very glad that my parents were reckless teenagers. I wouldn't be here if they weren't, but if, if like my father had been honest, he didn't want children he didn't forget school sports. He didn't want the whole feed, clothes, shelter. He didn't want any of it. But right. he could not be honest with himself or anyone else because he was a man at a time when that's what men did. You had a family. I yeah. love her honesty. I think she should be celebrated for it. Every once in a while, you'll read a newspaper or a magazine article or something online where someone will jump up and say, I never wanted to have children. I'm basically selfish. I want to travel and spend money on myself. And um, what's your opinion of this? And people will will comment. And you're, it's surprising how many people say, you go, sister. You know, you do whatever you feel like you want to do. Whereas in the period you're talking about when your your father and mother were together, those sort of words didn't come out, especially of women's mouths, very much. No, it was just considered like, what? Shocking. Yeah. But the thing is, um, you don't have to scroll very far before you find a shocking and devastating story of violence committed against a child by a parent. Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody wants them. It's okay. Just be honest about it. But big round of applause for pure of heart. Pure of heart. We got morons in the news coming up. Comedian Brian Scalero. We got Bob and Sherry's small plates. And why? It's okay to buy yourself gifts this time of the year. It's Bob and Sherry. Hi, I'm Captain Martha Lane Kinnett. I'm currently deployed here in Eastern Europe. I'm from Columbus, Georgia. And I just like to say thank you to both my parents and all of my siblings for supporting me while I'm here overseas. Hey, don't forget to join us this Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page for our annual Christmas tree lighting happy hour. We have all kinds of awesome gifts for you. Five holiday gift boxes with goodies from Landon Lacey Jewelry, The Scone Goddess, Maine Needham's, Check Feather and Down Company, and Dina B. Children's Books. We'll see you this Thursday night, 7 o'clock Eastern. My daughter Allie has a friend from high school whose name is Noel. And she's a very sweet girl, and I always loved the name, Noel. And I wondered, 
Was she born, I don't even know, was she born around this time of the year? I mean, it's it's a great name all the year, but was it inspired, you know, because she was a Christmas baby? And I came upon this article about the weirdest holiday festive names. And it, it, they're all true because there was a history brand called Find My Past. That's where they got this. And they show how many parents really got into the Christmas spirit. These are, over the last couple of hundred years, actual Christmas baby names. An astonishing 37 people have called their kid Eggnog as a first name. <laughs> It'd be a good name uh, for a cat, but I don't know about a baby. It'd be a, you know what would be a good name for uh, a uh, sidekick on a radio show? It's Bob and Sherry and Eggnog here. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. Why did we never get an intern and name it an Eggnog? That would have been I know. We Does that mean Lamar is an Eggnog? <laughs> No, Did you see how quiet he got? Did you see how quiet Eggnog got? I didn't want anybody to pay any attention. <laughs> um, 27,550 young people have been named Turkey for a first name. 2,827 kids were called Sprout. Uh, more reasonable names, uh, parents have opted for Angel, Star and Holly. The most popular festive name of all, and it's a good one, is Ivy. That was chosen by, according to these records, about 2,332,000. Yeah, that'd be a big one. That's a good one. Uh, Some other eye openers, and these are in the top 20. People have named their kid Santa. I was going to ask that. Yeah, Santa. Santa Lacey. You know, sometimes I felt that way. I'm the man with all the all the damn toys. Um, Slay, S-L-E-I-G-H. Oh, no. Now, let me tell you. That's a badass name for a kid. For that a is. Yeah, oh, my but not God. spelled but you gotta that live up way. To it. You, gotta live you up do to have it. to live, live up to it. it. You're right. I got a good Lamar, friend of mine named like... Brick. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. Brick. Yeah. You got to live up how, to it. How would you like to be named Lamar Tinsel? T-I-N-S-E-L. Tinsel Richardson. Maybe I have a friend whose elf on the shelf is named Tinsel, but I've never known a person named Tinsel. I haven't either, but somebody has it out there. Chestnut. It'd be okay. It'd be okay, except around Christmas time when all the cats were running around. Yeah, right. That'd be uncomfortable. (laughs) Uh, I don't think I want to be Chestnut Lacey. No. No. Chestnut might be a nice middle name. You know, sound very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Robert yeah. Chestnut Lacey. Robert. Yeah, Chestnut hey, that Lacey. sounds like that sounds like I came from money. Actually, oh, I kind of like that. Nice. I don't want to be called mistletoe. Whew, that had to be, especially if you're a girl, that had to be just a nightmare. And uh, yeah. somebody else was named Present. Someone was named Wine. W I N E. I could see being called Wine. I could see you being yeah. called wine with I heard H. that, Sherry. <laughs> yeah, I heard that, too. I wish I hadn't brought that one up. Could you? Could you? Oh, hey, not, eggnog oh, Bob, knows how you would, feel. Eggnog knows. Yeah. Eggnog yeah, knows. yeah, right. That's right. Eggnog, eggnog and wine. Uh, uh, Sherry and I knew somebody with this name, Pudding. 
right? It was pronounced yeah. Puddin', oh, but Pudding. I thought that yeah. was the greatest name ever for a great woman. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, snowman, and finally, Bobble, B-I-U-B-L-E. You got to be careful. You got to be careful what you call, call you Bobble. We could call you Bobble. Bobble. The, bobble. the Bobble. That's pretty good. I've been You've looking been for wanting. a nickname. Yeah, The Bobble. How's The Bobble doing? Let me think about that one. <laughs> I couldn't get Bobster. I couldn't get no, any but of the maybe cool Bobble. Ones. You uh, know, finally, bobble. right? Yeah, because it sounds insulting. That's why you like it. That and wine. No, it sounds festive. Whining I mean, Bobble. Let, Whining bobble. Hey, yeah. Whining Bobble. Hey, you served yourself up for wine. Let's keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah I should have. I got to pre-read these things more than once. I really do. I should have seen that one coming. All right, we've got uh, Morons in the News. Straight ahead. It's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by Lowe's. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's knows pros. Let's go! Harvesting idiots from around the globe. You stupid moron. It's Morons in the News with Bob and Sherry. The morons in this story are porch pirates. So we don't have an example of one particular porch pirate, but we have an example of what's being done to porch pirates and morons in the news. It is the most wonderful time of the year unless your presents are being stolen by some crooks. Well, over in Sacramento, California their police department have come up with a law enforcement program. And what they do is use recycled Amazon boxes and then fill them with legit items like power inverters, iPads, luxury bags. And they put in the box a hidden tracker that alerts dispatchers the second the package is touched or moving. The tracker shows police the porch pirate's live location, much like a Find My Phone, iPhone app, same thing. Dispatch then sends officers to the exact location of the thief. Quote, a lot of times they're in shock because they don't realize they've been tracked the moment they took the package, says Connor Jensen with the department's police team. They could have taken 10 different turns and they have no idea we are on the way to arrest them. A round of applause to Sacramento police. That is a very clever idea. And they're working, of course, with homeowners. Well, we've got a case of dining and dashing. This businessman-like guy spent $568 over three nights at the Angel Hotel in Halesworth, Suffolk, England. And he enjoyed three meals, and he also had 15 pints of beer. He had eight pints of Guinness Stout. He had seven rum and Cokes. He had three pints of Aspel, whatever that is, I think some sort of wine, alongside five bags of mini cheddars. He secured a room at the 500-year-old hotel using a debit card and even bought chocolates for the entire staff to thank them for their work. However, on his final day, Several, uh, he left the per- premises and he sent the family run hotel an email saying, I will be back later to settle up my account. When employees attempted to charge his uh, card multiple times, the transactions never went through. Turns out he was suspected of carrying out the same scheme in all other places. It's very disappointing 
uh, the manager said. It's obviously some sadistic game he likes to play or some sort of addiction he's got. He's been doing it for so long. It's really sad, to be honest. And the fact that he even bought us chocolates to thank us for our hospitality. It's not a small amount of money. And turnover-wise, you have to earn a big amount of money to cover this as far as profits go. You know, when I was in high school, I had friends who would dine and dash at the Waffle House. I never did that. Okay? You don't think I'm going to take a chance of ruining my reputation at the Waffle House. I mean, come on. I got a reputation. And well, listen, not only that, a- not only that, but at the Waffle House, there's about a 50 percent chance that the cook's got a gun underneath the counter. I'm, <laughs> and I, you know, that, that is true. That is true. <laughs> listen, I, I'd rob a bank before I left the Waffle House without paying. Yes, it'd, be like stealing, right. it'd be like stealing money from my grandma's purse. I wouldn't do it. Right, right. Don't do it. Today's moron of the day is a Florida man named Gabriel Luviano Renteria, and he was arrested after deputies found him driving around in a truck with red and blue flashing lights turned on and the words booty patrol painted on the vehicle. (laughs) Very professionally, I can't wait for you to see these pictures. Believing that the truck was a law enforcement vehicle because at first all they saw were the red and blue flashing lights, deputies went over to see what was going on and if they could render assistance. And as they approached, the truck turned its lights off and sped away. And that, of course, will make the law dogs very suspicious. The paint job on the booty patrol truck looked very (laughs) similar to the Customs and Border Patrol vehicles. So it was obvious almost immediately that the truck was not affiliated with law enforcement because we don't yet have booty patrol, not even in Florida. (laughs) So deputies chased after the truck and they pulled it over and um, they chatted with the driver, Gabriel, who told them, he said, it is legal for me to have police lights on my vehicle. And they said, yeah, it's actually not, though. So we're going to have to give you a ticket for that. And then when deputies looked at the video footage, they said, you know, he's masquerading as Border Patrol. He just Mm -hmm. changed it to Booty Patrol. (laughs) And so they went back after him. And and, uh, it turns out that here's what the arrest report says. Quote, he uses the Booty Patrol vehicle for publicity and followers and fame. He's used multiple hashtags and on his TikTok has talked about how he knows his truck is illegal, which is why he's got additional charges for impersonating law enforcement and obstructing police. And I I just can't wait. Stop whatever you're doing and go look at this guy's booty patrol vehicle. If this thing pulled you over, you wouldn't even know where to begin. That is Morons in the News for your Monday. Coming up, Everyone Needs a Laugh with comedian Brian Scalero. We've got small plates and some news about you, Grant, as an Oompa Loompa in the new Wonka film. It's Bob and Sherry. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast. Have you checked out the Oddcast podcast? That's where you can find all the stuff that we can't do on the radio, including the Talkin' Lamar podcast. In this episode of Talkin' Lamar, Egglog and Yule Nog, I'm talking about Christmas traditions and where they come from. You can find this anywhere you find your podcast. 
surprises, special guests, the Bob and Sherry Facebook Live Tree Lighting Extravaganza this Thursday night at 7 p.m. Here's Bob and Sherry. I want to shout out our listener, Melissa. She lives in Ventura and listens to us on KBBY, and she DM'd my Instagram to say this. Sherry, did you know about Abraham Lincoln and cats? He was a big cat daddy. You should look into it. So I did, and it turns out that Abraham Lincoln was a big old cat daddy. In fact, when his wife, Mary Todd, was asked if the president had any hobbies, she sighed and said, cats. So it turns out that the Secretary of State, William Seward, gave Abraham Lincoln two kittens as a present. Abraham Lincoln named them Tabby and Dixie, and he used to feed them from the dining room table once during a formal dinner at the White House. And when his wife, Mary, complained that it was embarrassing that he was feeding the cat from the table, the formal dining table at the White House, President Lincoln said, quote, If that gold fork was good enough for President Buchanan, I think it's good enough for Tabby. But it wasn't just, (laughs) wait, wait, it wasn't just Lincoln's pet cats that he loved. He would bring stray cats home. And once he was at the Ulysses S. Grant headquarters in Virginia during the siege of Petersburg, Civil War, March 1864. And he was so distracted by the sound of meowing from a batch of stray kittens that he bent down and began petting them and calming them and soothing them. And Admiral David Porter wrote in his journal, quote, it illustrated the kindness of the man's disposition and showed the childlike simplicity which mingled with the grandeur of his nature. Here's what he said. Abraham Lincoln was on his knees at Ulysses S. Grant's headquarters whispering, quote, kitties, thank God you are cats and can't understand the terrible strife that is going on. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a true cat daddy right there. Abraham I think uh, Ulysses S. Grant was on his knees a lot, too, uh, throughout that period of time, but for a different reason. A very different reason. It's Bob and Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Exergen. Accuracy matters, so make Exergen the chosen thermometer for your home and family. It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Brian Scalaro. I don't like it woken up. I hate getting woken up. I get woken up by guys trimming trees outside my window. 7 a.m. trimming trees. Exactly at 7. Like the clock went, and they started. Which means they were on the trees ready at 6.58. We're going to be jerks in two minutes. So what I wanted to do was wait for him to finish trimming and just follow one of the guys to his house. Stand outside his bedroom window, wait for him to go to bed. Just go, Just be quiet for five minutes. Go. Why would you do that at 7 a.m.? Trees are gonna be there at noon. They don't leave. They're not. They don't walk. They're not the trees from Lord of the Rings. Guys who have those jobs, they're jerks. They do those jobs loud purposely because we don't have those jobs. Is that the best time to get our garbage? 5 a.m. Is that we decide as a society? What time should we get your garbage? 5 a.m. Give me the loudest truck you have to. 
I'm gonna think there's a robot to go to the bathroom outside my window. I really. Yay. I think I, I think I farted a little bit in that joke. Motorcycle drivers, I hate you. I hate you so much. You're so loud. <laughs> Motorcycle drivers always go by right when something important happens on the TV. Like, and the murderer is. I hate you! <laughs> and they always go by right when you're leaving a voicemail message. Like, hey, this is Brian. I think Brian got cut in half with a chainsaw and the phone died. They want attention. That's the opposite of looking cool. They want attention. It's like, look at me. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Look at me. I'm driving by a house. <laughs> Did you ever have a motorcycle sitting outside your window for a half hour trying to watch TV? Just... <laughs> that joke would be a lot longer if it wasn't a smoker. I feel it should be longer. Anyway, I live in a bad neighborhood, and one night I got woken up. Stay with me on this one. I got woken up by what sounded like, sounded like. It sounded like a little girl getting killed. Sounded like. Like I'm sleeping, and I hear, ah, ah. Like somebody's killing a little girl. So I jumped out of bed, I looked out the window, and I can't find her. So I got back in bed here. Ah. It was just me wheezing. Yeah. That's true. That, that went on for like an hour. That is comedian Brian Scalero. We'll post that you know, up. At, he's a one-trick pony, but he's really good. But he's at good. It. We'll post that up at b o b a n d s h e r i dot com. Click the menu tab. Look for everyone needs a laugh. So my husband is driven insane by leaf blowers. But here's the deal. We live in the woods. Yeah. And our neighbors do nothing but blow. This one neighbor blows their leaves seven days a week, including on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Lady, why are you living in the woods if you hate the leaves so much? The leaves, this is mm-hmm. where they live. The leaves live on the trees and the trees live in the woods. It's Bob and Chair. True. Weird. Stop. In 1943, the USS Eldridge allegedly teleported from Philadelphia to the waters of Norfolk, Virginia. Some claim during this experiment, men on the ship disappeared permanently. Does teleportation only exist in the minds of those who boldly go where no man has gone before? True. Weird. Stop. New episodes drop every Friday. Everywhere you get your podcasts. Prizes, special guests, the Bob and Sherry Facebook Live tree lighting extravaganza this Thursday night at 7 p.m. Here's Bob and Sherry. I have run across something that it sort of surprised me, but the more you think about it, it makes sense. If you've ever watched Clark Griswold decorate the house on Christmas vacation and he's sliding down the roof, he's having every possible thing happen to him. You're thinking, man, that's really funny. But in fact, 
The Consumer Product Safety Commission's most recent news release estimates that 14,700 people will visit hospital emergency rooms each November and December from holiday-related decorating accidents. That's about 240 injuries per day. The most common accidents involve falling, of course, lacerations, and, of course, back strength. Really, that's if you think about it for the whole country, that's, I mean, yeah, easily. That's can I tell you? Can I tell you one? And um, it's hard for me to believe that he actually did this. My father got so tired of a Christmas tree in a cheap stand, and it would start listing. You know how you have those three screws? Yeah. And yep, you yep. put the live tree in there. You put the water in there. Then you turn the screws, and then you know there's there's like a knot on the bottom of the tree, and now you got to move it around, and it's listing. <laughs> yep. He got so pissed off one year that he got a big bucket. My brother and he were in the basement waterproofing business. So he had all this stuff. He got a big bucket and he poured in cement and he put that damn tree in cement and made my brother stand there while it hardened. Is that, and, and he said to my brother, don't you move. You stay there. I'll come back and I'll see what, where it, where it is. Uh, hardening voice. My brother's standing there with a cigarette for like, you know, an hour while this, while this stuff, uh, maybe longer than that. So it worked. I mean, that tree didn't go anywhere. But taking it out, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and of how, course, how my, my brother, huh? How did you oh, water it? Oh, he didn't it? water it. He didn't, he, no, he wasn't going to be doing that. But it wasn't listing. It may be a little brown, but it was not listening. And, of course, it was up to my brother who had to carry the thing out. The old man was not going to be doing that. And I'll be damned. He has arthritis in his back these days. Oh, get out of here. Yeah. I used to watch. There's a a family that lives near my brother. And they have, I can't, I don't know. There's a, a name for the kind of roof they have over their porch, but it's flat. So it's like the perfect staging area for whatever. And over the years, they've done, they celebrate every aspect of the Christmas season. Um, one year on their porch, they had a light up nativity, Frosty the Snowman, a reindeer, and um, a menorah all lit up. Like they had everything that you could like want it. on Welcome. the roof of this porch. And they left it up till about Mother's Day because, well, here's why. Um, one year, I zoomed up for a weekend visit and got there in time to see the man of the house putting the items onto the roof of the porch. And what he did was he had a ladder propped up from the ground, right? And he would climb up the ladder and put the things on the roof of the porch. Then he would climb down the ladder, disappear into the house, and come out of an upstairs second floor window. <laughs> and he had a bungee cord. And he would put, I, I don't know what the bungee cord was attached to on the inside of the window, but he had it like looped to the back of his pants. I guess that was like a DIY safety harness, but everybody knows what a bungee cord looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, ch- the chances of this man going off the roof and then just bouncing like a yo-yo, it seemed <laughs> remote to me. Yeah, it seemed like the bungee cord would slide right out of his belt loop, and he'd face plant on the driveway. But um, 
according to the legend, he never fell. And I'm guessing that it was maybe his wife or his mom that insisted that he tether himself some way <laughs> to the roof of the porch. But he gave him confidence. And with confidence, you're not going to fall. It's when oh, you're yeah, careful. yeah. That's when you fall. Yeah. <clears throat> I do. I I um, was really sad. I guess that family moved because the people that live in that house now don't decorate for the holidays at all, much less, you know, have this giant festival of all the possible holidays that they leave up till May. I kind of miss it. I don't think the neighbors do, Bob, but I kind of do. I finally had to go buy a snowman. I had to buy a snowman and put it up. It just, I don't know. Carl was like, it looks so bare. So I went and bought a snowman. It's a six foot I've got snowman. a wreath on this, a big wreath on the side of the house, and I really like it a lot. I, uh. It's not a snowman, though. I used but, to decorate well, a lot. What kind of a snowman do you have? You're bragging it's about it. It's inflatable, right? It's no, it inflatable. No, no, no. Not inflatable. No. It has. Well, how big a is it? Met, it has six foot. It has mm-hmm. a metal. Uh, interior with a frame and the uh, body of it is like say think about a slinky you took a slinky and put snowman stuff around the slinky okay and then you put you put him over the frame his top hat sticks up and it comes down and it goes to the bottom and then you hook two arms in and it's actually got a scarf and it looks like it's blowing in the wind and you light it up, and he's holding a string of colored lights. I'll send a picture. I'll send a picture. It's yeah. amazingly well, beautiful, very simple, very elegant. Yeah. Well, I it's admit that probably it cuts my wreath. It does. I guess I'm going straight to hell. <laughs> Why, is Why didn't one say it? I don't, I don't know. I'm glad, I'm so, you, I'm so glad you're aware. Okay. Yeah. So Self-awareness, Bob. Self-awareness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Why don't you give yourself the jingle stick on the way? Yeah. How about you do that? Yeah. 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 Might as well. Yeah. Might as well. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. Small Plates is sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts, your professional parts people. It's time now for Bob and Sherry's Small Place, and we start off with Forbes is out with its annual Most Powerful Woman, Women list. Most Powerful Women in the World, and I know what everybody's, if you haven't heard what the story is, everybody's saying, where's Taylor Swift? Where's Taylor Swift? She's got to be number one. (laughs) She is not, but listen to this. Taylor Swift sits with the Forbes Most Powerful Woman list at number five. Don't say, oh, poor Taylor Swift. Let me tell you what. There's a lot of powerful women in the world. They're all in business or politics. To get a singer-songwriter at number five is really, really impressive. Beyonce, by the way, comes in at number 36. She is up from 80 last year, and Rihanna is at 74. So who's number one? It is Ursula von der Leyen. Uh, She is from Belgium. She is a policy and politics expert. I don't know her. Um, Then we go down the list with about seven or eight people from other countries in the United States. The first person on the most powerful women list on the Forbes list is Taylor Swift. She's the first woman from America. The rest are all from uh, European countries. So go Go Taylor. Taylor. Very, very impressive that. 
Hugh Grant is known recently for being gruff and blunt, talking about how he feels about being an Oompa Loompa in Wonka <laughs> is no different. Now, it's surprising to me because years ago, when he really hit the scene, he was the consummate English gentleman. He was just so polite. He was like the next Cary Grant. And now he's like a grumpy old man. Here's what he said, working on the set of Wonka and, and having to deal with all the tech. It was like a crown of thorns. Very uncomfortable. I made a big fuss about it. I couldn't have hated the whole thing more. He said, I did it because I got a lot of kids and I need the money. What happened to the, the charming Cary Grant to be? He's, listen... He is deliberately doing all of this, and it is driving so much buzz for this movie and for you him think? as an Oompa Loompa. And I don't have any doubt that Hugh Grant hated the motion capture suit and all the technology that he had to wear to be an Oompa Loompa. But yeah. if you think that Hugh Grant didn't agree to play an Oompa Loompa, knowing full well what an Oompa Loompa was... And what was yeah. going to be involved in being an Oompa Loompa? No one came to him and said, Hugh Grant, are you interested in starring as Macbeth in the West End? <laughs> no. Right. They said, Hugh Grant, are you interested in being a small, green-haired, magical being who makes chocolate? And Hugh Grant said, yeah, I got a lot of kids to feed. I think he yeah, is know, so intentional. Right. And yeah. anyone that's not in on the joke is outraged. Oh, he's rude. He's biting the hand that feeds him. Please. What do you think, Max? In the past, he's acted like he really didn't care about acting. And I, I really, I don't really care about it. And the people that work with him, so that's such BS. He really does care about it. He's a perfectionist about what he does. So I think he says stuff just to say stuff, just to jerk people around. You know, you may be right. Do you remember, I think he was describing, he, he was doing something with, I think, Rihanna. And he was describing how he felt about how his face looked next to Rihanna who is obviously just flawless and beautiful. He said, well, standing next to her, you know, I mean, she's just so beautiful. And I, I look at my own face these days, and my face looks like, and I have to say it this way, my face looks like my private parts. And people just <laughs> burst into hysterics. Because, you know, I mean, he's not 32 years old anymore, right? So that was like a year ago. And I guess maybe you're right. He started kind of buying into that character. Speaking of actors and actresses, this is kind of scary. Sofia Vergara, who I just think is one of the most beautiful women ever in movies and TV, had to get a restraining order against a stalker who recently got out of jail for doing the same thing. Uh, his name is Gregory Brown. He is an unstable stalker, and that's the description of the L.A. police. He has a delusional belief that he personally knows... Sophia, and has a relationship with her and her family, including her 32-year-old son, Manolo. I can't believe she has a 32-year-old son. Yeah. The filing says the actress fears for her life and that he sent her letters last month saying, I'll be seeing and hearing from you very soon, my love. And signed Has it he gangster. seen her husband? Has he seen her husband? I wouldn't be is stalking she her. Is, is, is she, she still, still married, married to to that guy, I don't. I think she got a divorce. But uh, you're right. I mean, he wasn't yeah. a guy to mess around with. You're exactly <laughs> no, right. No. 
So there's a few things going on in the world today. This is Bob and Sherry. Hey guys, I'm Sergeant Kevin Blystone, uh, currently deployed to Eastern Europe with 427FA out of Fort Bliss, Texas. I want to give a shout out to my family back in South Carolina and just say I love you guys and that I hope you're doing well. Enjoy the holidays. Here's Bob and Sherry. Okay, fast food lovers, this is breaking news. McDonald's new restaurant concept. This is a whole new concept. Separate restaurant is spotted for the first time in Illinois. Back in July, McDonald's announced a new concept restaurant with simple offerings. So it's not, I mean, not that they have fancy food, but it's not like the menu that they have at the regular McDonald's. Simple offerings, it's going to launch probably in a few months, and one has already been spotted in Boilingbrook, Illinois. Photos have been shared on social media. The name of the restaurant is COSMC, Cosmics, named after a short-lived mascot from 30 years ago. I don't remember Cosmics, but anyway, it's called Cosmics, and it's going to have things on the menu that are including all-day breakfast food, like the Egg McMuffin, Also, slushies, uh, galactic bursts, energy bursts, coffees, lattes, sandwiches. They don't name the type of sandwich that they're going to (coughs) have. Pardon me. And also snacks. The restaurant has a space theme, and the building is blue and yellow lettering. There are four drive-through lanes. McDonald's has not commented, but social media users have and said that they are excited what do you think i mean it's kind of surprising they would have an offshoot of their actual restaurant isn't it yeah. have they ever done this before this seems no. like they've done mcdonald's territory. they did mcdonald's gourmet for a period of time and they floated that and the only reason i know that i was the voice of the drive-through oh is that <laughs> right <laughs> no yeah. kidding so i had I well they had the, the mccafe yeah. they had yeah, the that, mccafe whatever that was yeah 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 they had that but th- this is uh, seemingly a different format whatsoever. And I'm trying to figure, you know, if you just want an Egg McMuffin or your kid wants a slushie uh, or you want a coffee, they have very good coffee. It's not a bad hey, idea. Hey, just, just the Egg McMuffins being available after breakfast is going to be huge. Right. I think so, too. I think you're right. So there it is, coming to a neighborhood near you. It's Bob and Sherry. Prizes, special guests, the Bob and Sherry Facebook Live Tree Lighting Extravaganza, this Thursday night at 7 p.m. Here's Bob and Sherry. It is talk back time. You can reach us on our app, which is free, and Google Play in the App Store. All you have to do is download it, and you can use it to listen to the show and all of the podcasts. It does so many cool things. And there's a little cartoon microphone in the bottom center of the screen. Just tap it and talk, and the app will do the rest. Or we have a phone. Remember those? And we keep it turned on 24-7, and you can call that right now at 844-52-SHERI. That's 844-52-SHERI. Hey, Bob, Sherry, Lamar. This is Angela calling from Spartanburg. Now, you know I love me some Lamar Richardson. I'm always looking for him out in the wild. So, Lamar, I am so happy you're now on the show full time. But I was just listening to the latest episode of talking Lamar and the faux pas that men make in buying Christmas presents for their wife or their girlfriend. And I was just ticking them off the, the things that my husband has done. And one to add to the list that's a no-no, he will not have got a gift for me. And after all the presents have been opened, he'll say, hey, check your phone and wink. And I'll look in my email box and 
There's an email that came around 1.45 a.m. on Christmas Day saying that I have a gift certificate from a retailer. But let me tell you his biggest F up. (laughs) This happened on our 25th anniversary, and I had worked the whole 12 months leading up to it to make sure I had him an over-the-top present. Because, you know, 25 years is a long time. I thought he deserved it. And he had told me that he did not have anything for me, and I just thought he was yanking my chain. I thought, what husband would not buy a present for their wife for their 25th anniversary? So the day of our anniversary, I turned off the security camera while he was at work, and in backs a flatbed truck carrying a 1969 Pontiac GTO. And not just any 1969 Pontiac GTO, it was Cherry. So that evening, I gave it to him. He was in shock, and we ended up going to dinner, and I kept thinking this would be when he would give me my present. And at the end of the meal, he starts digging in his pocket, and I thought, here it is. It's going to be this gigantic diamond. Ended up, he was just taking chapstick out of his pocket to put on his lips. (laughs) Oh, sir. Wow. I can answer the question. Of who wouldn't give you something for your 25th anniversary? It's that same guy that don't get you nothing for everything else that goes on. That's bad. That's bad. That's bad. I'm wondering if there was a 26th anniversary after hearing that. Oh, Lord. You know, that is a really great automobile to give as a gift. Are you kidding me? I sold sold that the next day. I don't know about cars and that sort of thing but i do know that there are because i see this every holiday season on social media there are a lot of dudes out there that are fine human beings but they don't know how to give a gift and they don't really care about it and they don't make an effort you see it every year yeah you do you know don't give them the out don't give them the out that they don't know how to do it because that's bull that is complete bull. They know how to get a tea time. They know how to find the game on Sunday. They know that she's probably up to something. It's it's either laziness or you're taking your, your woman for granted. Um, anybody can go and do that. You just have to apply yourself a little bit. And for men, sometimes, you know, selecting the gift, it is harder. But, but here's the thing. They all want a day at a spa. They all want to be able to have you know, new sheets or there's a million different things. Just observe who she is and check into one of them. If, if he had gotten her like um, all new, beautiful sheets and, and maybe I don't, a day at a spa, I think uh, it wouldn't add up to the, uh, to the, what, whatever the muscle car was, but it, I think she, she would have said he cared, you know, he cared. I agree with you. I think it's shameful, but I see this so much that I know it's not rare. You can't tell me that you've never heard of a situation like this. Yes. This, Bob, is the gift-giving equivalent of something that drives you out of your mind. Here we go. It's a restaurant. It's Friday night. She looks great, and he's wearing khaki shorts and a golf shirt and a baseball Ah. hat. If, if, well, that is dressed up. That is dressed up. We read this thing about this woman. She posted online. She said, here's the outfit I'm wearing. She's got a great outfit on. And she said, underneath this, I have matching underwear. I've got some brand new high heels and I've done my face. I've done my hair. 
And uh, she did a couple of things also I'd rather not even mention. But um, all for him. And the dude showed up wearing an old T-shirt. You know, I mean. I'm very interested in the things you did. you're not mentioning. I can't tell you. <laughs> Very, I'd really let my imagination much, uh, run. Let my imagination run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sad. So, sad, sad, sad. So sad. So sad. But listen, guys, listen up. We're about to do you a public service. Gosh, um, yes. Since Max, since Max has stepped out of the shadows and revealed himself to be a true Swifty, and why not? I mean, she's the Time Magazine Woman of the Year. Coming yeah. up next, Max has stocking stuffers for Swifties. My dudes, you're going to get some ideas. It's Bob and Sherry. Hey, I'm Sergeant Ramsey's Vega. I'm currently deployed in the Baltic States with Alpha 3265th. I just wanted to say thank you very much to my mother and my father. You guys have supported me more than you could ever know throughout this mission. Uh, it means a lot to me that you guys keep in close contact with me and just keep me warm with all your love. And I also want to give my best wishes to my little brother. I know you just had a son. And um, I wish you and JJ the best. I hope you guys are doing well. I love you guys to pieces. Here's Bob and Sherry. Oh, yeah, Swifties. Max has confessed he's one of us. Yes, he is. And he has a little something special for you now. Stocking stuffers for Swifties. Take it away, Max. Sherry, have I mentioned that Taylor Swift is Time Magazine's Person of the Year? Have I mentioned that? I don't know if you knew that. I know I you, thought I would mention it again. What I know I you feel extra validated by that because some of the men, maybe even in this room, are not as supportive of you being a Swiftie so, as they could be. Men, let me speak to you. If you your woman is a Swifty. I have found every red lipstick Taylor Swift has ever worn, and I'm going to list them out for you right now, okay? There's the Pat McGrath Labs Liquilust Legendary Wear Lipstick by Elson 4. That's $34. That has like a little dipping stick that she would use to put on her lips. Okay. Uh, we have the Pat McGrath Labs Matte Trance Lipstick in Elson. That's only $12. It was originally $34. It's only $12 now. There's the MAC Matte Lipstick, and that's $23. She likes it matte. She doesn't like it too shiny, apparently. NARS Velvet Matte Lipstick Pencil in Dragon Girl is $27. Also, if, if you're looking for an economical stocking stuffer, this is the one for you. CoverGirl Exhibitionist Lipstick and Hot it's only $6.29. And you can get that, that right now from Amazon, by the way. And if you want to get something that shows your class and distinction, you're going to get the Chanel Rouge Allure Luminous Intense Lip Color in Pirate <laughs> for $45. So that's the uh, list of, oh, I'm sorry, there's one more. There's the Rare Beauty by Selena Gomez Lip Souffle Matte Cream Lipstick in Inspire for $20. And those are all the red lipsticks Taylor Swift has worn. Hey, Lamar. I love this. Lamar. I love this man. Yeah. I don't know that man anymore, do you? <laughs> I might even know who I you're just, talking about. I, I really just, don't I, know. It's just going to be know. you and me. When we're on the road, it's just going to be you and me hanging out at yeah. the bar alone, I think. Yeah. Max. I'll bring the cigars. I'll bring okay, the cigars. That, that's good. I'll get a spittoon. <laughs> that's on brand. I, I, 
That's on brand. <laughs> that was kind of out of left field. It's more likely yeah. to have a spittoon than you, Bob Lacey. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why he said spittoon. I've, I've, I've never even seen a spittoon. I, I don't know. I wish, Max, that I could do like a classic matte red lip. But I've tried it, and you know what I look like? I look like someone in a Faulkner novel that hasn't come out of the house in 17 years and frightens the neighborhood children. Because it just, you know, like either you can do it or you can't. I can't pull off that classic red lip. I just can't do it. I, I do like red lipstick on a woman. I do. I do, too. I do, too. And rich, red uh, shoes, too. And a spittoon. Well, that's that's pretty, the kind of lady specific, Bob wants. That's pretty specific, Bob. No, yeah. I do. I just Anything like, else? I like red shoes. Well, uh-huh. they, you know, high heels are a nice red. I also would like a pair of Mary Janes with little white socks. I think that looks cute. Yeah. I like an eye yeah. patch. Yeah. <laughs> I always have. Like an eye patch well, on a woman? You're hanging, yep. you're hanging at different bars than I am. <laughs> I'll bet there's a spittoon there. You're dang right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Bob is into the whole Sailor Moon thing, and Lamar's looking for a woman with an eye patch. And y'all just busted his chops for giving our Taylor Swift stockings numbers? It's Bob and Sherry. Can you believe this is sponsored by State Farm? Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You read it once. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Cherry's. I believe this. All right, so here's a question, and be honest: Are you one of these people that struggles when you're shopping for gifts to not buy stuff for yourself? Because there you are, you're shopping, and there's this thing, and you don't know who else would love it, but you know you love it. So you maybe buy yourself a little something here and there. Um, let me answer this. I don't struggle with that. Because I don't have a problem with that, <laughs> you know. Good for you. Listen, if, if good I'm for you. You're about to feel awesome. Yeah, go ahead. You're about to feel awesome. How about you, uh, Lamar? Are you a self-gifter? You know, I, I'm really, really not. Because when I'm out on the trail, I've waited too late to start with. And so I'm focused. I'm hyper-focused on who I'm getting something for and trying to find it. So, no, it didn't. I never really think about that. Max or Doc, either of you self-gifters? Sherry, I don't think that I am because I have a perfectly good rationalization for buying that for myself. Therefore, I'm not a self-gifter and I am able to identify something I need while I'm out doing something else. Therefore, being very efficient about my trips. Yeah, I'm with him. How about you, Doc? Are you a a self-gifter? self-gift now i just don't have well, it in me. well you need Very to get it in you because it's a really good thing and that's why i wanted to do this today because i know a lot of people who feel really guilty that oh you know i was christmas shopping and i bought myself that sweater or that lip gloss or those hiking socks or whatever it would be so according to the American Psychiatric Association, 41% of adults in America are super duper stressed out this time of year. That's a big number. Yeah. 41%? That's a lot, right? And yeah. so what are you stressed out by? Well, you're stressed out by the pressure on time and money. 
You're tense because you got a budget. Everything's super expensive. Your schedule's overpacked. You have crazy long to-do lists. So what should you do? Well, you should get yourself a little gift. And we're not even talking about like spending a ton of money here. They're talking about people that go out to buy gifts for others. And maybe they got themselves, you know, like some really nice face wash. Or they popped in and got like a fancy, you know, peppermint eggnog kind of coffee. Something they wouldn't typically buy or wouldn't typically drink. Um, Depending on your budget, you might have bought yourself something, you know, even nicer than that. And here's why. Here's why you want to self-gift. Because it, it cheats your brain into thinking that you have more time, that you have more of everything than you do. Isn't yeah. that, isn't that interesting to think about? You're out there, you're so pressured, you're so stressed out, but you stopped, you got that gingerbread latte and you know, those earrings were on sale. They weren't but $15 and you love them. And suddenly you feel instead of pinched and tired, you feel expansive because you were generous to yourself. Think about how much. So I feel like I've got more money than I actually themselves. have. Is that what I did? More money, more time, more of everything. Because you took a minute to treat yourself like a human being. I think it's. A good you don't thing. think that would work, do you, Lamar? Lamar doesn't think that would work. No, because I'm, I'm already spending too much, and now when I go, <laughs> I've got more than I thought. Hello, you know, no, 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 no. Sherry, I agree with that all but the earrings and gingerbread latte, but I agree with that. (laughs) Well, you're a very, you're not a a man who accessorizes. So I, you know, I never, I'm, I, I was reading about this last night and thinking, yeah, like I've actually experienced that. I'll be, it'll be like three days before Christmas and I'm out fighting the crowds, trying to get all that last minute stuff done. And you feel overwhelmed and I've, oh, I've got all this cooking to do and then you know I'll get that fancy coffee drink and something cute on sale at anthropology and suddenly I feel like ho 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 it's the holidays I mean it makes since, sense when you step back from it since corona I uh, had not purchased any kind of shirts except long sleeve uh, t-shirts and short sleeve t-shirts and the other day, I looked in the closet and I said, you don't have anything casual to wear right now. <laughs> you know, you got to go. You know, I went online to L.L. Bean, got a little long sleeve uh, polo shirt that was on sale because for three years, all I was wearing was T-shirts. Wasn't going anywhere. It was just working here, you know. Yeah. That Treat inspired you to nicely. buy me something? I hope it does. Hope oh, yeah. Get yourself a little yeah. something. Don't, you know, don't break the bank. But go ahead and treat yourself like you're special, too, while you're doing all this crazy work for the holidays. Let me get this posted mm-hmm. up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. This is Bob and Sherry. Prizes, special guests, the Bob and Sherry Facebook Live tree lighting extravaganza this Thursday night at 7 p.m. Here's Bob and Sherry. A fellow named William James was an American philosopher, psychologist, and is considered to be a leading thinker in the late 19th century. One of the most influential philosophers in the history of the United States. He is known as the father of American psychology. And here's one of his quotes. Tension is a habit. Relaxing is a habit. 
Bad habits can be broken and good habits formed. William James, why don't you go yourself? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> why don't you just all the way. All the way. Here's, here's what I think about tension. You may have a life where there's not a lot of pressure on you. Maybe somebody else is the breadwinner. Maybe you inherited just tons of money. But I have found, no matter how hard I try, something happens. So that habit of relaxing is, is sort of thrown on the rocks and crashes my boat of relaxation. And I have noticed over the years, not sometimes we do the tension thing to ourselves. You know, you're a guy and all of a sudden you, you cheated on your wife and you got caught. And now that you're going to get divorced or you're going to be in the doghouse or what, you did that to yourself. Or you spent too much money in vet. You did that to yourself. But a lot of times we are the people in our family that have to figure out a way to get a calamity taken care of. It's put right on our doorstep. And it doesn't matter if it's Christmas, the 4th of July, whenever. It pops up. And just when you think you got to that point in your life where you can relax, uh-uh. Somebody's gone off the deep end. You've got to jump in the pool and pull them out. So, for me, it's a great idea. I've experienced periods where I've gotten into, oh, yeah, not going to let that bother me. It's my relaxation sort of thing. And then here it comes, the ship of disaster. And bang, the tension's back. Am I right or wrong with this? William James would say, it's not what's happening to you, it's what your reaction to what's happening to you is. Well, you and William James... <laughs> A flavor straw. Thank you. Thank you. I got your back. This is why I love you, Sherry. This is you and right I. There. We are like twins. We are. And while you're there, you have some. Yeah. It's Bob and <laughs> Sherry. Right Thank you so much for being a Bob and Sherry listener. Now, I don't know if you know that we have another show called The Oddcast. And that's the stuff that we didn't or wouldn't or shouldn't or couldn't do on the regular show. Do not miss the current episode. Heather thought she could go kayaking at night. And it turns out she could not. Do not miss this story. It's the Bob and Sherry Oddcast everywhere you get your podcasts. If you look at any pictures that are publicity pictures for the Rolling Stones who are gearing up for another tour, McJagger is 80 years old. They are always smiling. They very seldom have that. And I've mentioned this before, the bad boy sort of look, because um, as you get a little older, and in their case, quite a bit, uh, it's not as attractive. I, I, I think your face changes a little bit. And you don't have to be 80. I mean, you could be 40. Your face, just the structure of it changes a little bit. There's gravity that you're, you know, dealing with. And um, Mary took a picture of me. She said, just stand right there and don't move a muscle. Just look the exact same way that you're looking right now. Do not change your face. And she took a picture of me and then she showed it to me. And it scared the hell out of me. It really what? did. It. I can I can look at myself in the mirror and, you know, obviously, I've uh, as the years go on, some things have changed, but not all that much. 
And I saw the picture and I looked like the most pissed off man I've ever seen in my life. I didn't know that I could have that kind of a face. And I make an effort, especially if I'm out publicly, uh, you know, if we're, if we're meeting listeners or whatever, to try to have a smile, at least a, a welcoming smile, nothing that is, you know, going to turn anybody off. I saw that picture and it scared me. And she said, I'm just telling you, Bobby, you've got to, you know, you know, separate, show a little teeth, you know, and I went, how, how could this be happening to me? And I guess just, you know, gravity hits at some age and it's a little more of a downturn. So you, you got to, you know, either get big time plastic surgery or show a little teeth now and then. It, it, re- it, it really like surprised someone- me. It sounds like someone has a bad case of RBF. Is that what she was getting at? That like she was. When, yeah. 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 It wasn't really you know, RBF. It was more R R B A R B angry. It was almost an angry look, and I don't think I carry it around all the time. But when this, she caught it, I thought, man, do not go out is, in public like that. Maybe this is a man thing because sometimes I have to ask my my husband. I'm like, is are, is that your mm-hmm. mad, angry face or your thinking face? And he's like, yeah. it's my thinking face. But your yeah. thinking face looks like an angry face. And is Same that something Mary that said. we're perceiving? Yeah, maybe we're perceiving mm-hmm. that. Um, see, here's what, because here's what we want. And it's not fair or realistic or reasonable. No matter what shenanigans we are raining down upon you, we want you to be happy about it. And we want your face to show it. <laughs> I know. And it is unfair. Let me just say it is unfair. It is. You didn't, you didn't hear me trying to defend it. No, it's insane (laughs) and unfair. It's just a fact. fact. But here, here's the thing. Like, Hey, Kev, uh, my entire family is coming and I need your face to look happy about it. Right. Like we need you. And a lot of times, and I, and I know Mary and I, and Mary like me, enjoys shenanigans and enjoys bringing them into the house and subjecting you to them and inviting other people to participate. And we just want you to be happy about everything all the time. That's all. It's easier for me, like say I'm in Kevin's place and oh God, what a, what a absolute fantasy. What a sweet spot. What a cat bird seat. That so, is, right? so I'm in his place and your family comes over. I don't have a problem with that situation. I know I've got to turn it on. You know, some people just don't care. I do care. But it's just when I'm walking around the house. And I, I said to her, she said, well, you just have to smile around, you know, walk around the house. I said, it, it's, it must be exhausting to try to walk around the house looking like Clarabelle. You know what I mean? Looking like a clown. That's a lot to have to. It, it sounds exhausting. I've got to find a way to get rid of, of the resting um, anger face with, without just driving myself mad. Now yeah. you know what it's it's because you're so good looking, Bob. Um, I saw this on uh, which I can't remember if it was Twitter or Facebook, but some woman said I was just in the grocery store minding my business, and a man said to me, "You're too good looking to look angry." Smile. Maybe that. Maybe it's a compliment. You're just so good looking that Mary just yeah. wants you to smile, sweetheart. Oh yeah, she's miss. She's missing that look. <laughs> yeah, you didn't think of it that way, did you? No, oh. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. At the Bob and Sherry store, we know the holidays are coming. Don't wait to the last minute, then you'll straight be bumming. 
With scones so good that the owner's not modest, that's why her name is the Scone Goddess. Delicious scones so easy to make, you'll see what we mean. Anyone can make them. Just add some cream. The Bob and Sherry store is really the bomb. Find it open 24-7 at bobandcherry.com. Hello, my name is Sergeant Joel Snyder. I'm attached with 1st Battalion, 9th Field Artillery, 2nd Armored Brigade Combat Team, 3rd Infantry Division. We are currently deployed in Pabrade, Lithuania. I would like to give a shout out to my mom, Mark, my dad, and my two kids, Xavier and Zyler, back home in Ohio. I miss you guys. I'll see you guys soon. Love you. Bye. Here's Bob and Sherry. A passenger aboard an air transit flight from Toronto to Punta Cana took control of the airplane after a crew member became incapacitated. Mm. Nearly three hours into the flight, a member from the aircraft's flight crew allegedly became incapacitated. One of the 299 passengers on board, who happened to be a company-qualified pilot, stepped in and replaced them. The crew performed a descent towards their destination ultimately landed safely in the Dominican Republic with no reported injuries. Modern airliners are designed to generally have a minimum of two operating pilots, a commander and a co-pilot. The incapacitation of one crew member is an emergency and would require diversion and landing at a suitable airport. But when such an event occurs, the first thing to do is to ensure the aircraft is flying safely. Then the remaining pilot will immediately become both flying and monitoring, okay, which is a little bit of a problem. As long as the aircraft is safe to fly, a request can be made for a crew member to come into the flight deck and attend the incapacitated pilot. One crew member can stay on the jump seat to remain with the pilot, and the rest can start securing the cabin for the landing or whatever. And so, But then in the event, and it's very rare, Following standard operating procedures is very vital, and so they will come out to see, if they don't have somebody, they will come out to see if somebody could do it. If a company-qualified pilot is on board, that is the first choice. If not, it says that they check to see if there's possibly a syndicated radio show personality, <laughs> one that has been nominated multiple times for a national award, not necessarily has won it, but has been nominated, is on the plane. And if he feels like, after seeing many movies about airplanes, he could land a plane and would like to give it a shot, they welcome him in. All I could think about, Bob, was why were you not on this plane? Why That's were you all I not could on think this about. plane? That is all I could think about. I, what would I do during that Put me uh, in, coach. I can see it right now. Put yeah. me in, coach. <laughs> you, you know what I would do? I'd get a damn selfie up there. <laughs> I would. <laughs> With my my hands. You know, so you could see you could see land in, in the in the distance, but you see me oh, with God. the hand on the uh, throttle. Oh, oh wow. I mean I mean I don't I don't get into it. planes anymore that have uh, just one pilot. I decided uh, a couple of years ago, I was flying from uh, Bar Harbor, Maine to Boston, and uh, there were six passengers and one guy. And he was a pretty young guy and all, but I'm just thinking, this guy looks a little overweight. I wonder how much he's taking care of himself because, you know, that's it. That's it. If he goes down, we go down or Bob comes up to the front and uh, well. 
Think about it, Bob. The, if you look, yeah. if you look at a pilot, he's wearing headphones. Yeah. You've spent right. all your life wearing headphones. So oh, you're halfway yeah. there. Wouldn't you think? You know how to do Would that. You? Yeah. Yes. You know oh yeah. Yeah. Putting headphones on my head is halfway there. Is that yeah. right? And then all right, think about this. You're since you're gonna have to communicate with the, uh-huh. the people on the ground, the air controllers, yeah. right. you've got a great melodious radio voice. Oh, so yeah. there would be no misinterpretation of what you were saying, you know, right. and what you needed. That's true. I, I, I feel comfortable. Hey, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Bob. Listen, uh-huh. even if this terrible circumstance happened and you were called to the cockpit to land the plane safely and you did land it safely and everyone's life was saved and you got a big round of applause. And then the FAA said, we're having a banquet and we're, we're giving out awards to civilians who have yeah. successfully saved civilians who are traveling. Yeah, you do know funny. that they would give that award to Ryan Seacrest anyway, right? You do know that that <laughs> right, would right. to you. That's exactly right. That is exactly what would happen. Oh, God. And he's never, just... never flown a plane. I know. Well, um, as I was reading it, this, it, as, all I could think about was you, Bob, when I was reading this. <laughs> oh, my God. This you know, it, it does happen. It does happen. I, I think it was last year. There was a they, they talked uh, the, the guy who was flying the plane. He was not a pilot. They talked him down and he did it successfully. So it can be done. It can be yeah. done. Smaller aircraft, on you. easier. Yeah, that's right. All right. Thank you. It's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Only a hippopotamus will do. Don't want a doll, no dinky tinker toy. I want a hippopotamus to play with and enjoy. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. That is one of the most famous Christmas songs, and dare I say, one of the most unique Christmas songs of all time. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. And we were we were so curious about this song. Who's singing it? And whatever happened to the person who sang this song? And we tracked her down. Her name is Gayla Henderson, and she joins us on the show right now. Hi, Gayla. <laughs> Hi. At the time, my name was Gayla Peavy. Right. Gayla uh-huh. Peavy, because you were, how old were you at that time? Can we ask? I was all of 10 years old. Wow. That is something. How that- did this come about? How does a 10-year-old find herself in this position? <laughs> well, at at the age of eight, I started singing professionally <clears throat> in Oklahoma City on television and ended up with a uh, recording contract with Columbia Records at the age of 10, and uh, Mitch Miller was the A&R guy for Columbia at that time, and uh, the very first song that they brought to me to record was I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas, <laughs> and the other song, the flip side, was Are My Ears on Straight? and uh, so they flew me to new york we recorded the song with a live orchestra they that's how they did it in 1953 uh none of this fancy digital stuff we just had a flat out big orchestra and uh, sang all the way through and uh you know so we recorded it and it was um introduced on the ed sullivan show 
and uh, kicked it off, and it just, it was the biggest Christmas hit in 1953. That is such an amazing story. Did you perform it on the Ed Sullivan Show? Yeah, I did. Uh-huh. Wow, and that, of course, you know, for younger people, it's hard to imagine the pressure because there were only three or four choices to watch TV, and the number one show was the Ed Sullivan Variety Show, and there you were at 10 years old facing the whole country. And G- G- Gayla was, was sweet enough. When I when I emailed her, I said, when we talked about this song on the air, we wondered who did it, where is she now, and is she still making money from it? And uh, she was nice enough to answer that you, you do indeed still make some royalty from that. Is it correct? <laughs> Yeah, I didn't for years and years and years, but just in the last few years, I don't know, things have changed, I guess, and uh, I started getting some royalty checks, which is very fun, and uh, and it's kind of interesting, too. I don't know if you know the story, but uh, in 1953, that Christmas, uh, <clears throat> I lived in Oklahoma, and the whole state of Oklahoma raised money to buy me a live hippopotamus. <laughs> no, I had no idea. We didn't know that. What was that experience like? That, yeah, they presented. It was a big, huge media event. Uh-huh. And uh, they presented when she, they flew, her name was Matilda. She was a live hippo. And uh, they flew her in and, and uh, gave her to me, presented her to me. And, of course, just like the song says that, you know, there's not, there really wasn't room for this live hippo in my garage at home. So um, I ended up donating her to the Oklahoma City Zoo. Isn't that oh, what a fantastic right? story? I know. She lived there for over 40 years and had nine babies <laughs> with uh, her husband. They, they actually had made a media event out of her marrying a male hippo named Norm. They had nine <laughs> babies, which are still in zoos all around the Country. What a legacy for a 10-year-old girl to start. <laughs> that is really fun. something, yeah. When was uh, the most recent time you performed, Kayla? Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, well, I haven't really performed that song. Well, last year I did it at our church. They did right. a Christmas program and, you know, right. I sang along with the kids and everything. But yeah, yeah. The, the fun thing is that the that new the new generation mm-hmm. of people are discovering the song. It's like a new song, and it just seems to grow every year in popularity. It's just really something. It's funny that you say that for years and years and years, like you got no royalties, and then suddenly they started flowing in. When I was a kid, I remember that song being kind of a big deal, and then I didn't hear it again until my daughter Olivia was in first grade and they sang this song as part of her school's holiday pageant uh-huh and it was like it was a new song again yeah that's yeah. what that's what gail is saying yeah, yeah it, it's really true that that song it kind of had its moment and then it sort of went away for a while and now it's having another moment again it must be such a, a trip for you to hear your own little voice singing that <laughs> when it comes on the radio yeah it is and really i I, I know it got kind of rediscovered after years of kind of going away because uh, I'd say about 10, 15 years ago, I started getting calls from all around the world, from mm-hmm. Ireland. It's like the most popular Christmas song in Ireland. Uh, I get calls from Australia and uh, England, just all Isn't that over wonderful? in the 
U.S., I get, you know, yeah, calls. Yeah. So I knew something was different. Something was going on. Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> and, and have a wonderful holiday season yourself. And we will, on the Bob and Sherry Show, keeping keep the hippopotamus legend and song alive. And royalties. Yes, and royalties. <laughs> yeah. Gayla Henderson. Gayla PV with I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. The story behind the song. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry Holiday Slash Christmas Store is now open. Merry Christmas! Santa's elves are working overtime to get you some great deals like the Bob and Sherry Big Book Bundle featuring Cooking with Cats, The Book of Bob, and our adult coloring book too. Christmas miracles do happen. Plus, for the first time ever, the Bob and Sherry Christmas ornament featuring caricatures of the whole cast. Bob and Sherry phone cases, luggage tags, tote bags, and Hanukkah coffee mugs, and Oi to the World shirts, True Weird Stuff swag, and more. Free shipping on orders over $75. Merry Christmas. The holidays are here at the Bob and Sherry store. Conveniently located on the shop tab at bobandsherry.com. Happy holidays! Hi, I'm, I'm Specialist Abby Zimmerman. I'm rotation here with 48B Vita Poland. I'm from Nuego, Michigan. Uh, I'm a 12 Bravo combat engineer. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Here's Bob and Sherry. All right, I have a little nugget here for fans of The Crown on Netflix. Yeah. So the actor Dominic West is playing Charles, now King Charles, but at the time it's Prince Charles. Mm -hmm. And last season, season five, Dominic West's son, who's 14, played William in season five of The Crown. And Netflix invited the boy back for season six, but Dominic West wouldn't let his son take the job. And here's why. Because he's playing Charles and his son will be playing William. And Dominic West said, I didn't fancy doing the scene telling a boy his mother had died. I didn't want to act that out with my own son. I could see that. I could see it too. And, um, and he said, it was unfair of me. He did such a good job. Um, and he did want to come back, but I just couldn't. I couldn't act that scene out with my own son. I thought that was such an interesting, I mean, how often does that ever really happen? Um, Andy McDowell played in the movie, um, uh, made with Margaret Qualley, their mother and daughter in real life, they played together. But how many times off the top of your head can you think of a parent and child acting together in a TV show or a movie? I mean, I know it did happens. Mike, did Michael Douglas ever star with his father, Kirk Douglas, uh, I don't in know. a movie? I don't know either. I don't, I don't recall it. I don't but I can it. see... I can see Dominic West shying away from playing such a difficult, devastating scene. It's Bob and Sherry. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. 
Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.